Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. The U.S. Women's National Team is building towards the future, and over the last few months, Alana Cook has started to look like a pretty key part of that future. Having come through at Stanford before making her way to PSG and eventually O.L. Reign, Cook is now asserting herself as a U.S. Women's National Team regular as one of the several young players making their mark as part of this new generation. Today, we're joined by Cook to talk all things U.S. Women's National Team, her path to Europe, and perhaps most importantly, how no challenge has been quite as daunting as buying groceries in France. For Amy Ruskai, I'm Ryan Tolmich, and welcome to all of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show. Hey, Amy, how's it going? Big one here for us today. We've got Alana on the show with us, uh, but uh, how are things on your end today, Amy? Yeah, good. Good over here. How are you doing? Good, good. It's a, it's, it's been a, a busy time. You know, like we, we've said on the most recent episodes, it's a busy time for the U.S. Women's National Team, even though it is mid-cycle, as, as things are kind of growing and we're seeing some of these new players kind of make their mark. It's one of those players being Alana Cook, who, who joins us today and and certainly has plenty to say about the way this 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 team is heading in the current direction that they're all going in, right? Yeah, she's been really good recently. She's she started all of the the last six games. We are recording before the second Uzbekistan game, but she has started the last six games for the US Women's National Team, and just looks. Um, I mean, she's very assured centre back. She's been she's done a lot in her career, even before I guess establishing herself as this starter that she has in recent times. You you touched on it there. I mean, she's played for one of the biggest clubs in Europe. She played for one of the best women's soccer programs in the US and she's playing for one of the best teams in the NWSL now. So she's um she's still young, but she's got tons of experience. And um yeah, she's definitely one of the players that looks like she could she could be a star for the future for this team. Absolutely. And like I said, there's plenty uh plenty to talk to Alana about. So without further ado, let's let's kick it to to Alana and and start discussing everything that's going on with with her career and and everything that she's been through and and, and what we could look forward to in the future. U.S. Women's National Team defender Alana Cook joining us from U.S. Women's National Team camp right now. Alana, how's it going today? I'm good, thank you. It's good to be here. Good, good. And we'll start it off right now. Just 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 looking at the U.S. Women's National Team, obviously. You came into the team two and a half years ago as as a younger player, as as one of the players kind of building towards the future, and and now you've kind of gotten into a groove, you know, starting six games in a row for the team, and feels like you're kind of settling into a, a more prominent role as this cycle kind of moves forward. How much have you kind of been enjoying this recent run with the team post Olympics, and and kind of building towards you know your own senior national team career over these last few months? Yeah, I think it's um, it's been exciting, you know, from the very first call up. I think. Um, you know, as I've been in here, the my role has kind of evolved and <clears throat> the way I've approached it has evolved. I think, you know, at the very beginning, it's stepping into this environment, you know, how much can I learn and kind of 
you spend a bit of it just figuring out how to survive in the environment. And then, you know, from there, it's then how do I perform? How do I learn and execute? Uh, you know, I think in the beginning, I was, you know, kind of fortunate to be dropped into into the lineup um, in my first cap around a whole bunch of experienced veteran players. So uh, I knew they had my back in anything and, and they were going to tell me if I was doing something wrong. So it's really just kind of focusing on my role. And, uh, and I think now as I've kind of progressed forward and, and learned a lot more, kind of gotten the system down, gotten down, you know, kind of what it means to be in this environment. Uh, you know, I've been able to kind of take on my role and, and take on more of the leadership role, take on, um, you know, have the ability to kind of help others and direct others on the field. And uh, yeah, so it's just been kind of an exciting evolution being in, being in this process. You touched on it a bit there. You, when you came into the team, it was packed with the veterans who had won World Cups, Olympic gold medals, some of the biggest and best names in in the world. Um, and at this moment, in the last few camps, you, it's kind of been focused more on giving the next generation a chance and seeing what they can do. What's the environment been like being in a group where everybody is, is kind of making a name for themselves and, and eager to, to show what they can do? Yeah, I think um, it was obviously awesome coming in with, uh, originally with all the veteran experience. I think, you know, just helped me so much to kind of learn what the standard was, what what it means to be in this environment and, you know, learn how to stay in this environment. Um, and I think now, yeah, with, with the younger players in, it's just about making sure that everyone kind of learns that same, uh, those same lessons and everyone's kind of on the same, on the same page, you know, we know where the standard is. And, uh, you know, I think the important thing is whoever you bring in, it, it's that the standard stays where, where it's at, it stays the same um, or that it gets pushed higher. So, I think that's the exciting thing is everyone's eager to do that and everyone here, you know, wants to learn that, wants to learn those things, wants to be the best that they can be. And, uh, you know, the more that we have these opportunities, the the better the relationships get, you know, I think the better the performance will be. Going back to those, those early camps, you know, obviously it's, I'm sure it's kind of an overwhelming experience because it's, it, it is such a big jump. And obviously it is one that, that I'm sure you dreamed about, you know, you're looking at, at the players you're, you're with, you know, what, were those first camps like for you? You know, what was it like to, to, to go into that environment? Was it nerves? Was it excitement? You know, how did you kind of cope with that? And, and what are some of the things that you maybe you look at back then and, and, and some of the things that you look at now that you've been through a few of them that you, you maybe could have adjusted to? Yeah, I think it's definitely excitement. Um, you know, I was fortunate to come up through the youth national team process. So I kind of had an understanding of, um, you know, kind of what that dream looked like. Um, I think I got called into my first youth national team camp when I was 14 or 15. So being here was always the dream. It was always the goal. Um, and everything I, I did, I felt like I was working towards this. So it, it is kind of that like really cool, like I did it. Uh, and then, you know, once you get that first call, call into camp, it's kind of like, okay, I checked that off. Now what's the next thing? Uh, so it is like kind of cool to see that evolution and, and how you kind of move through different goals and you kind of, you meet one, all right, you have to move it higher. You meet one, you put the bar higher again. Um, yeah. So I think, it is exciting. Then there's obviously nerves, right? You're stepping into such a high level environment with incredible players that, you know, I've only had only seen on TV or, you know, grew up watching. Uh, so, it, you know, it's, it, it is hard and it's kind of uh, intimidating almost to come into that environment. But once you get in there, you realize everyone here is just kind of pushing themselves and pushing everyone to be their best. And that's really what the environment's about. It's about learning as fast as you can and then taking that, turning around, executing it, implementing it on the field. So I think that's, you know, one of the challenges coming into camp is, it's such, you know, high level opponents. It's, you know, a high level team. You're expected to be taught something, whether it's in film, on a whiteboard, on the field, at practice, and, you know, be able to execute it by the next game. And that might be a day later, that might be a couple of days later. And then you have a new opponent, you switch, you do it all again in the next two days. Um, so I think that's one of the things is, is being able to kind of process the information really quickly and then be able to execute it. So I felt we had to work through that and kind of get better at that. And it's something that I focus on in my club environment as well. When you came in, you, you must have had 
with the veterans that were in there, you must have been sent some good messages, I guess, or, or taught some lessons, or you must have learned a lot from the people around you. Who were, I guess, what were some of those key lessons that maybe you learned early on or, or some of the senior players that, that really helped you settle in and, and made you feel welcome in this environment? Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you listen up and you stand close enough to any of the older players, you learn everything you probably ever need to learn. Um, you know, I was fortunate at one of the camps, we kind of had almost like a round table. We just kind of got in a circle and it was almost like an open forum. It's like if, if people have questions, you know, if people have things that they want to say, like just kind of get them out there. And I think it was kind of to kind of build a team chemistry, build a team understanding. I think one of the things that I really appreciated was a lot of the players who'd been in camps for a while, the older players basically said, you know, like that feeling that you have when you first come in that, you know, this is difficult, this, I'm pushed to my limits. Um, that's always going to be there. So it's, it's not that, that you have that when you're new. Um, it's that this environment is so challenging and, and we're asking for a standard so high that that should always be the case, right? You should always feel like you have to train on your edge. You have to push yourself further than you even realize you could in order to stay here and in order to make this team as great as it can be. Uh, and so I think that's something that, you know, I always hold with me and I try to tell to anyone else who comes into the pool is it's supposed to be like this. And, you know, the sooner you learn to kind of thrive in that environment, thrive on your edge, thrive under pressure, you know, the better you'll be. You, you talked about the chemistry a little bit there. And I think that's that's always kind of been one of the strengths of the U.S. Women's National Team program is there's always been this this like chemistry and camaraderie and friendship and, and really like a balance. And that like you look at like the previous generations and there was always this like unique mixture of like seriousness, but also lightheartedness and that you had the type of players that would that would obviously push the team. But you also had the type of players who would step in and and kind of keep it light like I think of like looking at like Rose Lavelle as someone who like seems like like someone who who really keeps everybody kind of comfortable and happy and like obviously that's an important part of of being on a team and when you look at this younger generation like yourself coming in these newer faces where obviously this takes time to kind of build that chemistry but is there anyone in camp that you're looking around with and you're like all right they're keeping like this is someone who's who's keeping it a little bit light or this is someone who's really pushing it in training how are how are the younger players kind of handling that and is there anyone that's kind of establishing themselves as as someone who who kind of takes up those roles and in balancing the group out yeah I think it's still evolving I think one of the hardest things when you're new into this environment is letting your personality show um you know I think definitely when I came here you're like so focused on performing on the field that you almost forget you also get to be a person um but I think it's again it's one of those things that the sooner you learn to be yourself and kind of let that out in this environment the better so I think hopefully as time goes on a lot of the younger players and the ones newer in camp will kind of get that opportunity but obviously like you said like Rose is obviously a great one to have in camp and I think she does a great job of kind of if things need to be pushed she'll push it if you know you need someone to lighten the air like she'll do that as well so fortunate to have her in club as well so um yeah, she's a great one to have. But I think, like I said, it, it's going to be exciting to see the more people grow in this environment, the more kind of people let their personality show, let which you know makes them special come out. Yeah, you've got big experiences away from the national team as well, of course. You know, you even going back to your college career, you, you played for Stanford, which is one of the best women's soccer programs in the entire country. You then went from that incredibly high-pressure environment to joining one of the biggest clubs in the world in Paris Saint-Germain. Um, you've kind of spent all of your senior career and, and your college career in some form of high pressure and high performing environment. Do you think that's helped you sort of assimilate into the pressure that naturally comes onto any sort of US women's national team player? I think it's definitely been helpful. Um, I think one of the things that I was considering when I was deciding whether to go to PhD or not was, um, you know, what, what this, what, the, whatever decision I make, you know, how, which one, which option is going to make me the best. Um, and I think something I really wanted to do was to step out of my comfort zone. I think, 
uh, obviously stepped into college and that was a big jump up from where I was. And, you know, you go through four years there and it's not a sense of comfort, but it, there's a sense of, you know, I know what I'm capable of here. You know, I know the levels that I'm going to be pushed at. Like now it's time to take another jump. Um, and so my focus was, you know, I just want to be out of my comfort zone. And I think going to France, I was like, that's going to check a few boxes out of my comfort zone, you know, a whole different culture, a whole different language, um, you know, European soccer, French soccer. So that was kind of one of the things I considered in doing that. And, you know, obviously one of the first games I got to go in and play was Champions League against Chelsea. And I was kind of like, yeah, this, this is exactly what I wanted, right. To be able to push myself, to be able to go against new opponents at a new level. Um, and, you know, throughout the time I was there, I got to play against Lyon, Chelsea, you know, Barcelona. So inside training and then even you know our opponents on the weekend was play facing some of the best players um in europe and i think when i now step into this environment i kind of have that feeling of okay yeah like i can hang uh, i've played with players that are legends played with and against players that are legends on their national teams uh, and you know i i know i'm capable of doing that so coming into the camps here I, you know i know i i can compete at that level um i have and you know i can continue to get better and, and that's i think what's exciting is Every camp I come into, you know, every season, it's, it's an opportunity to get better. And, and I know I've been able to compete. And I know that there's still so much for me to learn and get better at. Now, you mentioned there just the the level change. And that, like, you look at, like, when you're playing at Stanford, obviously, it's it's you're playing different caliber teams all over the country of players from 18 to 22. And then all of a sudden, you, like you said, you're playing in the Champions League. You're playing against Lyon. You're, you're in training with PSG with some of the best players in the world. And as a defender, I'm sure that's not always easy, just kind of adjusting to going against, you know, a certain level. And then all of a sudden, you're playing against the best players in the world. You know, as a defender, what, what was that adjustment like? And what was the kind of, well, I guess, what was the turning point for you where you, like, kind of maybe got it? Obviously, it's, it's, it's such a big adjustment. But what, was there a point where you're like, okay, I see it now. Like, this is where we're going. Yeah, I think I always joke, like, the first bit that I was at PSG, like, I my first practice, I think we were just doing, like, a possession or something, and I felt I was, like, in the spin cycle. The ball was moving so fast. It was just, like, <laughs> I was, like, I went home, and I was, like, we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we we can get a lot better. Um, and I think it was kind of, you know, it was challenging, but it was also exciting to know that I will get to that level and that, that like, is where my potential is. Um so it definitely took me a while, and it was something that I talked about with Kat Macario as well when she went over to Lyon. Um, we kind of had those similar conversations of, you know, I, I asked Chioma Ubagagu, because she had been at Arsenal, had gone from Stanford to, you know, playing European soccer, you know, were there times where it felt like, you know, you just couldn't do it? She's like, it's supposed to be that way. And it's kind of the same as the national team environment, right? You take a step up, and it's supposed to feel like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is going to push me as far as I've been pushed and further. Uh and I think that's how you know you're probably in the right environment. That's how you know you're going to get better. Um, so, yeah, it did take a bit of time. And I think it, it took me a bit to settle down and get comfortable in kind of all areas when I went to France, off the field, on the field, um, learning the culture, learning some of the language, um, you know, kind of just getting used to the dressing room and all the, and all the players. Um, but eventually, you know, you do kind of get it. You settle in. And at that point, you can kind of switch from almost like a survival to like, okay, now it's time to learn and thrive. How important was it for you to have those resources? Because like you said, it's, it's, it's a big jump, obviously on the field, but like you said, off the field, just culture. It's like, you're, you're, you're so used to one way of life at, at college and especially, you know, like where, where your, your season's not as long and you're, you're around your friends and it's like a different lifestyle. And all of a sudden you're dropped into a European environment where everything is totally different. So how important was it for you to have those resources and those friends and, and, and this, you know, maybe players from the national team who were able to kind of guide you and, and maybe take you under their wing and maybe tell you it's going to be okay at certain points. Yeah. I think it's always, it's always that feeling of like, am I the only one that feels this way? And as soon as you have someone else say, no, that's normal. You're like, Oh, all right. That's totally fine. It kind of takes that weight off your shoulders. And you know, like it is doable. It's meant to be like this. 
the solutions are there. Um, so I think it is, it's always just kind of having a couple of people who can kind of just patch on the back and say, keep going. Uh, and it kind of gets you out of your own head and, and allows you kind of, like I said, kind of focus on changing your mindset from surviving to, like, okay, this is how it's going to be. How do I thrive? Uh, so yeah, it, it definitely was helpful, you know, having other people who had gone through it and who were able to help me and then also being able to then pass those messages on. Um, because it is hard, you know, you get dropped, you go to college, right. And it's like, you have 25, just like automatic best friends. Uh, and you know, you spend all year together, you know, instant classes, you're on the field. Um, and then, you know, I just went to France and didn't know anybody got dropped in a whole new country, new language. Um, and you know, it, it like, it is isolating. It is hard. I always laugh because people always ask me like, when was I the most homesick? And for me, it wasn't like any big thing. Like I didn't miss any big thing in particular. It was like, I miss just like knowing what the brands were in the grocery store or like knowing where things were when I went to shops, like being able to handle my own like bank account. Um, so it's like, you almost miss kind of that sense of independence. And I think the more I was able to grow in, you know, in the soccer environment the more I was able to learn French, uh, kind of the more comfortable I was able to get, and, you know, the better I feel like my performance got. Did you, um, did you teach Katarina the, the French? Have you been doing little tutoring lessons or have, have you... <laughs> She doing it herself. Uh, mine is fading as hers gets a lot better. But yeah, every once in a while, we'll throw a couple words at each other. But yeah, I think she's uh, she's doing pretty well learning. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Find more U.S. Women's Soccer news and opinion on Goal. There was a, an interesting period when you were in France where obviously it came about that you were eligible for England as well and, and there was a little bit of discussion about whether you would pick the US or and you were invited to a camp by Phil Neville. How important was it for you to kind of explore what both those avenues looked like? You, you talked about the US being your dream, but I guess as a, a young player, you know, it's important to take time and, and see what the two experiences are like. And was it the fact that it was your dream, the US, the reason that you did choose it ultimately? Yeah, I think... Obviously, I'm very proud of, you know, my heritage and my dad's from England. So it was, uh, it wasn't necessarily something that as I grew up, I was aware of that opportunity. Um, but once I got to PSG, kind of had uh, a discussion with, you know, our administration. And they said, you know, hey, we like, we have a contact with Phil Neville or we have a connection with him. And, um, you know, he's keen to have you in camp. Is that something you're interested in? And it was something I kind of sat on and thought about. Um, and as you said, I think it's just something where I owed it to myself to kind of explore that opportunity. Um, and I always knew playing at the international level was the goal. And I always felt that was what I was capable of. That's, you know, why I was playing. That's what I, everything I was working towards. Um, and so I just felt it was something that, you know, I, I needed to and wanted to explore. Um, and I think kind of at the end of the day, it came down to, as you said, like the, the U.S. felt like home. Um, and, and I just knew that choosing the U.S. would never be something that I regretted. Performance, it, you know, let's say I chose the U.S. and we never won another thing again. Um, I knew I would never regret that. So it, it was just, yeah, it's, it felt like home. It felt like the right decision in that standpoint. Following up on, on coming back home, obviously you're back in the U.S. now, you know, playing in the NWSL and first on loan and now permanently. And, and, and obviously that's a big decision to, to come to the U.S. What was the reason behind that? You know, why, why did you decide that this was the right time to come back besides the grocery store brands? You know, what was the reason <laughs> that you wanted to come back? And, and what was the reason that this move was the right one for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been nice. It doesn't take me an hour to grocery shop anymore, but... Uh, no, it, I think I had reached a point where, you know, like I said, you, you get as much as you can from, from one circumstance, from one scenario, and then it's time to kind of move. Um, and I felt it was just the right time. You know, I was starting to get called into camps a little bit more. 
Um, it just made sense kind of to be back in the U.S. Most of the camps, where most of the camps are, and there's kind of, it, it's a bit easier to get to camps when they're not inside the FIFA windows. That was always a, a bit of a sticking point uh, playing in Europe. Um, there's obviously a bit less flexible with that. Um, so I think it, it just felt like the right time, you know, the right step in my career is, you know, as my national career was time to ramp up that, you know, I wanted to be back in the U.S. and kind of be back in an environment that was going to support that as best as possible. Um, and I think one of the great things about the NWSL too is, is every weekend you get a different challenge. It doesn't matter who you're playing top to bottom. It, it's going to be a challenge. Um, and I kind of, that's like my favorite. I love the kind of like any given day matchups where top to bottom, anyone can give you a run for your money. Um, and I think obviously the, the French league is evolving and it's getting better every year, but I think that just wasn't the case. You know, my last year there, I think we beat a team 14 to zero. And as exciting as that is, if you know, it's not, you're not getting much better in those games. Um, so I think just coming back to the U.S. was was really important in kind of furthering my development, furthering my growth. Oh, really? As well, when when you watch, look like just such a fun team. Like they're a fun team to watch from from the side, and Laura Harvey is such a great coach as well. Um, is it a fun team to play in? Yeah, <laughs> I pretty much love every part of it. Um, I was you know lucky enough to go on loan actually with Rain a bit before I ended up um, you know finishing the transfer there, uh, and it, it was the team that won me over. I think it was such a welcoming environment. You could tell that the older players were doing everything they can to kind of help the younger players and the younger players were equally motivated to learn and, and to contribute. So uh, I just felt like it was definitely the right place for me. It was somewhere where I knew I was going to be able to, to learn and grow and, you know, feel comfortable to, to try new things, to challenge myself um, and, you know, to work on continuing to get better. So uh, it's been a joy, especially playing under Laura. I think she has such a tactical mind and she's able to, to coach us so well. Um, I feel like I've probably grown as much in six months with Laura and with rain as, you know, I had probably in the past couple of years. So it's been really exciting. Uh, and like I said, you know, every weekend we get a new challenge and, and Laura's up to the task on helping us get there. And, you know, all of our teammates are equally as eager to, you know, to face it and, and surmount those challenges. Staying with that. Now that you're, you're fully there and fully integrated and ready to go. What, what are your sort of expectations for, for yourself and, and the team going forward? You know, obviously like, like, like I said, you're, you're, you're in there now and you know what it is. It's permanent. You guys are all going forward. You know what the deal is. You know, what are your sort of expectations for not just taking yourself to the next level, but also kind of helping take this club to the next level? Yeah, I think our motivation every year is always, you know, to be the champion at the end. Um, so I think it's just about them breaking that down and how do we get there and, and every week kind of what does Laura need from us? What do we, what have we watched the film and seen that we need to get better at? Um, so I think, yeah, it's just, you know, progressing every week till we – to put ourselves in the best position to kind of, it'd be you know amazing to win everything. Um, like I said, this league is so challenging that that I wouldn't say that's the expectation. The expectation is to go out and put on our best performance every week, and, and like I said, to get better and better every week so that when it comes to the finals, we're there and we're able to win. Uh, and I think that's you know that's kind of the legacy you want to build for the club, right? Like I want to play at Rain, and, and people can look back and say like Alana Cook helped them become the best club in that number so. Um, and I think that's what all my teammates want to do. I think we want to leave Rain in a better place than we found it and, you know, continue to build it up into one of the best clubs in or the best club in the U.S. And hopefully as the league grows and kind of world soccer, world women's soccer grows, one of the best clubs in the world. So I think that's uh, that's the long term. And we are recording while you are on the U.S. Women's National Team camp. So I think good chance to, to round up looking at this camp. You, you have... Played a double. You are playing a double header with Uzbekistan. We are chatting in between the games. Um, it's perhaps not the the top level opponent that the US would have liked to have played in the window, but it is an opportunity to learn. Um, what have been the key messages that Blackco has sent this week, and what do you think you as a, a team and as individuals will take away from this camp? 
Yeah, I think, you know, I've alluded to kind of the standard of excellence in this environment. I think that doesn't allow for us to take our foot off the gas. It doesn't allow for us to look at an opponent and say, uh, mm, I think we know that we're focused on us and we have such a short time to the qualifying tournament. You know, obviously we hope to take care of business there and, and end up in the World Cup. So it, it's not necessarily about any given opponent that we're playing this week or next camp. It's more so about the long-term goals we've set for ourselves. So, um, you know, we're coming into camp with a set of objectives that we need to work on and it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. We need to execute. Um, so I think, you know, that's just been the approach we've taken for these games is there are things we need, we need to get better at that we've seen from last camp and, you know, we're going to do as best as we can to execute and get better at those this camp. Um, so it's really, yeah, just focusing on us, focusing on getting better and being ready for, you know, the big tournaments. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, good luck for this season with OL and, and good luck for the rest of the year with with the U.S. Women's National Team as well. Thank you. That was Alana Cook and, and obviously a lot there to break down and discuss. A, a lot of different topics covered there and, and obviously a, a plenty going on in her career, both in the past and in the future. Amy, Amy, what are your what are your thoughts on on everything Alana said, and and what do you think about uh, how things are shaping up with her and the national team? Yeah, I love what she said actually about picking the U.S. over England, um, and saying that she never, she knew she'd never regret choosing the U.S. women's national team, um, which is yeah, you know, she talked about it being her dream and things like that, and you know I think a lot of people kind of have this um, this thing where they get approached by a, a different country that they're eligible for and it is good to to explore and to see what avenue you could go down but yeah I really liked her kind of answer to that question um, and I mean look it's paying off now she's the last two World Cups have been won by the US and, and she's starting and looking like a star for the future for them yeah very much so looks like she's in, in the right place and and perhaps at the right time as they kind of start building towards towards these big tournaments and start kind of reshaping what this team looks like going into the future. And, you know, just from there, you know, we're, 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 we'll finish up here with that and we're going to sign off from this week's episode of All of Us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show. Don't forget to subscribe or follow on whatever platform you choose to listen to us on so you can get the show as soon as it's released. And if you like what you're here, please rate, review, tweet at us, whatever way. Just let us know what, what you guys think and, and what sort of things you're looking for from us, really. So... For Amy Ruskai, I'm Ryan Tolmich, and that's it for today for all of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal.